Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by FlashFilmAcademy.com. If you're into photography, filmmaking, or video production, FlashFilmAcademy.com is an online training platform designed to help you monetize your passion. There's a ton of information online to help you capture a better image, but there's only one place you need to go if your goal is to make a living doing what you love. Enroll today to get three free courses. FlashFilmAcademy.com. It's time to turn your passion into profit. Before we even get started with the podcast, I want to introduce something new to you. If you're tired of missing these live streams or missing videos, we have a new service where we can text you when we go live or launch a new video. All you got to do is text flash film to 74121. That's one word flash film to 74121. All right, let's get started. You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, this is not the place. But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. Pause for a second. I know you're in the middle of something dope. But I wanted to make sure I tell you about a course over at Flash Film Academy that changed the game for me. It literally took my business from attracting mostly low-end clients to consistently landing and closing bigger clients with bigger budgets. It's called the five key steps for creating an effective portfolio that converts. If you're a photographer, videographer, editor, colorist, or graphic designer, it's very simple. This course teaches you how to take what your brand does well and present those things in a way that help the clients understand how your brand can solve their problems. When clients are trying to make a decision on why or even if they should work with you, Blasting them with your best video clips set to music won't cut it anymore. It doesn't set you apart, show value, or help buyers in the process of making a decision. This course teaches you how to create a commercial for your brand, providing a first impression that will help 10x your ability to land quality clients. Remember, if you can't effectively tell your story, clients won't hire you to effectively tell their story. Go to flashfilmacademy.com today to get started. Use promo code POD5, that's P-O-D-5, to save 15% off this course. Ah, today we got a really, really interesting topic to talk about today. Um, I'm just going to be real with you today. Stream is going to be short. I had a uh, little situation come up and I didn't want to cancel on y'all. I like to I'm at least give y'all 30 minutes. I don't like to cancel on my gold members. 
And I won't cancel on my gold members if I got to stream it from my phone somewhere just to make sure we're good and make sure everybody got what they got. Real quick, want to send a big shout out to my guy Parker that's doing all of our graphics and doing a really good job at our graphics. If you need graphics, he take care of me. He's definitely going to take care of you. So I want to make sure that uh that you're good. Everybody in here, I got a few people in here real quick. Make sure you check him out if you need it. Don't forget, if you uh want to use that, if you're a gold member, you actually don't need that. Let's be real. You don't, you don't really need that if you're a gold member. Um, you, you don't need a, If you're not a gold member, I'll, I'll say it for you. Uh, save 15% on all courses and contracts by using the promo code LIVE15. That's LIVE15 together is one word. All right. Let's get it in. We don't even got a roll intro because if you're a gold member, you know what it is. Listen, one of the best things that I love about being a boss, about being the boss, um, is the ability that I have to say no to certain jobs. Um, and, and there are certain jobs that I am just not, I'm not doing, fam. It's not, it's not going to happen. Um, there's just certain jobs that I'm just not going to take. Um, and you know, uh, I'm just, I just want to be real with you. I just want to be 100 with you. I just want to be very honest with you. There are certain jobs that I'm not going to deal with. And a lot of times it's based off the client and based off their ability to provide what they need for me to be successful on their job. And it's it's something I want to kind of, um, touch and talk about and make sure that, um, I, you know, make sure that we talk about it real quick. If you're in the audience and you want to jump on here for this quick 30 minute video, boom, bang, pow, there's the link. Just want to make sure you all got it. Um, so yeah, so I require my clients to have a certain level of preparation before we can do business. There are certain things they need to do in order for us to have what we need so that we can provide a successful project. And that's something you will learn over time. As you build your business, you will learn what information you need. Cause you'll get a lot of clients who take the idea of you being turnkey to a whole nother level where they don't feel like doing nothing. They just want to let you do it and let you figure out, but you, you need to make sure you get some level of direction from them so that you can provide them with a product that is usable. I myself have a list of questions and a questionnaire that I usually go through via the phone just to talk to people, just to have an understanding of, what you know what we need if i can't get that from you we can't move forward if you don't know you haven't figured it out if you're like well hey well, let's we'll see i don't do i don't move forward if you are the type that likes to wing it i really don't even do bullet points anymore i request very detailed bullet points and then i make sure that if we do bullet points that the client understands that they have 15 to 30 seconds to cover each bullet point like there is a time limit for that bullet point. Sometimes you get clients that want to just yap. They want to just yap, yap, yap. And they don't, you know, they're not, uh, it's not a good look because you will continue to run until you are just out of space and you have to go back and try to piece that stuff together. It's not going to happen. So the benefit of being the boss um, is you don't have to deal with that. You got to learn how to say, nah, B, not me. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We're not doing it that way. Um, this is definitely not going to happen. 
we're going to find a way to figure this out before we go into production. Just like companies don't go into movie productions without scripts, I'm not moving forward without the information that I need to be successful. Um, and it's something that you have to make sure you have to make sure um, that you are fully aware of when you're working with the client and y'all trying to figure things out. Clients have to be willing to give you as much information as possible. What I usually do is I usually have clients send me um, examples, right? If you don't know what you want, send me an example. Let's talk. Send me an example of the type of footage that you're looking for. Send me an example of the type of video that you have in mind. Send me some type of example. And I want that example um, so that we can start and go from there. And clients who do that, we can typically get within the ballpark, or at least I have an understanding of what it is you're trying to do with the budget that you have. So clients who can't give me that, I won't just say, okay, they're going to give me $500. I'm going to show up. Okay, it don't work like that for me. Those are clients that I call a no-go because they have not given me what I needed to be successful. And it's very important that we have that. So I want to make sure that you as a business owner, you know that sometimes you have to say no to those clients. Sometimes you have to tell those clients, uh-uh, nah, B, not happening, right? So that's one case in which, um, that's one case in which you'll get clients that you have to say no to. Now, depending on who you are morally, um, you know, politically, it's up to you if you want to say no to certain things and certain clients. That is up to you. I have shot both sides of the political party and I have filmed some political sides that seemed like they were just on the other side of the world as far as what was coming out of their mouth. Um, and it was to the point where I was like, really, that's how you feel? And they were uncomfortable and I wasn't trying to make them uncomfortable. I was trying to film it um, because that's what they hired us to do. And lot, oftentimes with my company, they hire us and don't know, you know, they don't know what color I am. They just, you know, they hire us. Um, so we show up, we get the job done and it's, it's all business. But you may have a level at which you don't want to participate in. I mean, some, you know, you may show up to, or, or be hired to film some stuff and you're like, nah, I'm not doing it. This ain't, this ain't what we do. Um, and that is up to you. That is a part of your culture, your guidelines, and those are things you need to put in place as you build your your business from day one, right? You got to build your culture and build what your business is about so that those guidelines will stay in place um, throughout your company. Those guidelines will be what it is and your company ha will have a great understanding or, or those who work in your company will have a great understanding of what that is. And I mean, you, there's certain things, if you work for a company, there's certain things you can't do, right? There's certain things you can't do. Um, there's certain things you just, you cannot um, do with the, within that company that you personally don't have a problem with doing. However, that company may not be having it. So, you, you know, it's, those are things that you got to keep in mind as you build your brand as you build your company. Those are things that you have to keep in mind and you need to write. You need to make sure you notate them and they are a part of your brand culture. It's very important that your clients know that. Let me make sure you guys and things are uh, popping up. Make sure everything's popping up on the channel like it should be. 
Um, cause there should be a section that says current lives. Sometimes that don't pop up and sometimes people have problems finding a, a live now. It is a section. Boom. Okay. That's cool. So those are things that, um, that's, those are things that you have to put in place as you're building your culture, you're building your, your business culture and your brand. Those are things that you have to set in stone and they start with your views and opinions as the CEO, as the business owner, they start with your, with yours, um, your views and opinions. You, you carry those or your brand will carry those characteristics with you as far as you go. Now, there are some things that will come across your desk that is just a no-go, period. And a lot of that has to do with certain things that you feel fishy, scams, things like that. Customers were asking about, who do you accept credit cards through? What? Why does that matter? Or, hey, I got a check from uh, my cousin wrote it in Africa. Can we? Can you? Can I have him write it to you? Nah, bro. I'm not doing it. So those are things that you want to be mindful of as you go into business and you will learn about things that are too fishy. I've had a lot of companies contact me from overseas. They want to pay in weird ways. They wire the money. I'll shoot it because there is no way you can get some type of fraud um, unless you wire some back. If they wire you a certain amount of money and you sit on it and say, okay, you know, anytime we get a wire transfer from out of the country, we got We got to get it 30 days in advance so that the bank, um, can investigate, you know what I mean? So that the bank can investigate and, you know, you know, look at it and things like that. Um, those are things, those are things that you need to work on and make sure you have in place before you accept, um, before you accept the job. All right. Make sure everybody's on here. Boom. Those are things that you gotta know. Gotta know. All right. We got, two people in and let me, let me make sure let me put my headphones on. Like I said, this is going to be a really, really, really short one this week. I don't mean to cut it short, but it's going to probably be about a total of another, another 20 minutes. What's going on fellas. Make sure I can hear you guys. Cause as of now I cannot. What's up? What's up, man? You know, another day, another dollar. Just trying to, just trying to keep it clean. Well, the way that it is nowadays, it's 67 cents off of that dollar. That's right. That's true. That's before taxes, too. After taxes, it's getting worse. So right now, we're just kind of talking about um, just clients and, and situations where you're not, you know, you're not going to accept certain businesses. And a lot of people forget that they are bosses, they're CEOs, they're businesses, and they have the ability to say no. They have the ability to cult- cultivate and create um, that culture where certain jobs you may not do and everybody's different. Like, you know, there's some guys that will shoot everything. They will shoot baby sacrifices. They don't care if the check clear, they are there. And there are certain guys that won't shoot certain things for political purposes or whatever, you know, um, it's important that you set that boundary in the beginning with your business based off your niche and your culture. Um, so those are things that you have to think about as you build out this business to be bigger than yourself, um, and you kind of, you know, I've had people add those things in their facts section and their website. Hey, do you guys shoot this? Nope. Certain type of weddings. Some, some people was against certain religious weddings or whatever. That's your thing. You have the right to do what you want to do. Um, but you want to make that clear. Um, just as clear as if you got a Chick-fil-A in your area, they're not open on Sundays. That is their owner's religious belief. And 
we just don't get chicken sandwiches on Sundays. Like it just it is what it is what it is. And what's crazy is they spent a ton of money putting Chick Fil A's in like the Atlanta um, Falcons football stadium. But guess what? They play football on Sunday, so every other event in the world they can cover except the main event that the facility was built for. But the owners spent the money. They're paying rent. That's on them. They got to eat it. But uh, it's just something that that owner is high on. They stand by and they stick to. And and you as a company, as a business owner, has to put down kind of the same law within your business. Do you guys, um, any t- have you guys run across any co- clients so far that you have been like, nah, I'm not, nah, B, I'm good? Um, I guess I'll go first. So I haven't had one yet, but I, d- I was curious about a situation that could pop up. Say, for example, where you talk to the client and then the client, you know, they say they've been in for, like you said, 30 years and they know everything from the game and everything like that. And you try to, you know, explain to them, okay, cool, you're going to need more digital content to bring in more customers. Mm-hmm. So one of the things uh, I have right now is um, they said they need more employees. I said, okay, that's easy. We could just uh, take a picture of a waitress because he needs servers and stuff like that. Take a picture of that and then be able to post it and then say, hey, we're hiring for this and then you could put the criteria for that. That's easy. Yep. Um, but I was trying to see, like, I saw that he didn't have his website up. Up to date, didn't have any of his social media and stuff. And he said he was doing good, but I was like, right now is this time that for you to open because in Florida, everything is open. So, with that, I was just trying to explain to him, hey, it's a good time to have a call to action. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and get those holiday deals and, and everything. It's it's like a Mexican uh, restaurant, and you know it's kind of slow down sometimes. But this would be a good time to have that call to action. So I'll try to suggest that, but he's everywhere. So my question is basically, uh, if some, you know, in further future endeavors, say was up, I have a client that is paying and they don't want to hear what I say. Is it, is it good to say no, or is it just more of a personal preference? Because I feel like I should just do the video and then, if it goes bad, say, hey, I try to suggest this to you and then try to do it over. Oh, yeah, that's easy. Let me make it clear. <clears throat> Take their money um, and, and make it clear to the client that this is not what we suggest. Um, you know, Our goal is to help solve the problem and provide a solution. Um, however, if this is what you have in mind, we will film it to the best of our ability. And... I usually provide a I usually provide a proposal with what they've requested and a proposal with what we've requested. And I'm going to tell you, 75 percent of the time they ended up they end up paying us twice. They end up paying us twice. And that's cool. I'll take the, I'll take that money. I'll take double up um, because, you know, often it's just like if you go to a mechanic and, and you say, oh, man, my car making this ticking noise. And the mechanic is saying, hey, bro. Your lifters are bad or your head gasket is bad. And you're like, ah, well, just, man, just put some, um, just put some stop leak in there, man. Just try to stop it with that, man. We're just going to try to go that route. And they're like, well, we really think you should spend, you know, the, the $1,800 to get this fixed because we can't guarantee the stop leak is going to fix your problem. You know, we really need to replace this or you're going to have an issue. 
oh man, just let me just do that and we're gonna just go from there. Okay. I'm, I'm, you're gonna pay me, I'm gonna put it in there, you know, but I make sure that on any type of paperwork that I'm providing, that's why paperwork is important and contracts are important. You stipulate that this is what we advised, this is what the client wanted, we did what the client wanted. Cause I because when they come back and it backfire and they start they're gonna start to look at exactly what you said. And they're going to come back with that dollar amount. They're going to come back like, uh, it didn't work. You said it's going to be 2500 Here's 2500 Let's do it that way. And, and, and a lot of it comes with the more you become a subject matter expert in your niche, the more you become, the more you have more case studies and a lot of stuff to show, hey, this is what we do all day, every day. I know what I'm talking about. The less uh, kickback you'll have from clients. So that's why niche is important. Because if you can show him eight other restaurants you've worked with, that has had a similar problem that you fixed, um, they will not, they will fall right in line. They will fall right in line. Um, so it's, it's something that is, you know, it's something that comes with time. And as you build a, a website that's full of studies, it's just like if you're going to do surgery, if you're going to do plastic surgery and you go to a, a doctor and it has a, you know, they got a page full of before and afters. You're not going to question them, right? You're not going to say, but I want to do, you're not going to question them. But if you don't have none, you may question them because you don't have enough social proof to help you believe exactly what he said. You know what I mean? So it's important that you develop social proof and social proof will also provide value as to why you're expensive and why you're an expert. Without that, it's just like, I'm going to give you an example. If I started this channel and I hadn't, my intro, though it's 30 seconds, is so important because it shows me in 50 different scenarios, right? It showed me in the military doing video. It showed me in, in 50 different places, right? It shows me doing so much stuff that by the time you watch that quick intro, you're like, okay, this guy shoots video, obviously. He's done some stuff. So what I say after that, holds a little bit more weight if I than if I just say, hey, trust me, I'm a video guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just difficult to do. So you want to make sure that that's, that's, this is why niche is so important. And a lot of people who are pushing the idea of being a content creator without a strong niche, it's difficult for them to show value, land jobs. It's difficult for them to tell you how to do it other than something vague. Like, you got a market, bro. You got a network. Screw all that. Listen, if you got a niche, you can determine who your client is and you can walk in the door and go get them. If you have case studies to 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 provide them with enough value and understanding that you know what you're doing and to build those case studies is beta testing. Right. And that's why even when you beta test, you go and talk to a client and you say, hey, I'm trying to test out a new product. Like really don't even give the client a chance to really say this is the video I want. You go to them and say, I'm testing out a new product. What are some of the problems that you're having? And let me provide a cinematic solution for that problem. Don't tell me what type of video you want. Because honestly, and this is just something I would say to myself, I don't care. My goal is to find out the problem that all y'all dentists are having so that I can so that I can find so that I can provide a solution that will heal that pain point. I don't care what kind of video video you want, because if you know what I'm saying, they when you go to your doctor, you ain't going to tell them what kind of prescription you want. You're going to tell them the pain. You ain't going to say, man, give me some, uh, I seen a commercial for such and such. 
your doctor be like, bro, you don't even suffer from that. Like, why would I give you that? You know what I'm saying? You don't have a back issue. You got a foot issue. You need insoles. You need to see a podiatrist. You don't need shots in your back. Like, you don't need back surgery. Like, you, the way you walk is why your back is messed up. You know what I'm saying? That That is what we need to address. We don't need to, we don't need to go and give you medication to fix your vertebrate. Like, that don't make any sense. So, um, you know, those are things that as you get case studies and as you develop um, and have proof, you'll be able to walk in and, and they won't have any kickback or fight on what your capability is. So I would still do the job, but just make it clear to the client that, hey, this is what we think, this is what, what you should do, what we think you should do to be successful. However, I will be more than happy to do it your way because you're hiring me. And and sit back and wait. Sit back and wait. Now, what would help right now instantly is, like I said earlier, if you had case studies and if you had stuff from beta testers, like, hey, this was a client we work with that wanted to bring in employees. We took some great images, posted some key points as to why they should hire, put a QR code in the bottom so people can scan it or a call to action so that they can apply. And their apply rate went up by 30%. You know what I'm saying? If you have information like that, then you would have the ability to convince that client. So my bad on a long-winded answer, but uh, I've been there before. Um, and proof is everything. What's going on, fellas? We got Rodney back home. We got Mike. We got Marvin. Was Marvin at the, still on the sun? That background is that's the best background. You look good and warm and toasty. <laughs> so, hey, the, the help out Mr. Journeyman as well. Um, in addition to, or in place of, if he doesn't have those case studies to validate his reassuring ex- expensiveness um, and everything else, would testimonials um, be a good substitute for that if he doesn't have access to those? Uh, to those, um, to what you were talking about. Definitely. Definitely. Testimonials should be a part of your beta testing as well. Um, yeah, definitely. Just a testimonial. Like if you look at the testimonials on my page, like they are very targeted, right? I don't want testimonials that say, Oh, we work with Ty and flash film media and they was good. I don't want that. That's just, it's not working for me. Right. I don't want them to say we work with this company and they gave us the best price. No. My testimonials are targeted. My, you know, there's one of my testimonials where he say, hey, we shopped these guys. They weren't the cheapest, but they provided the best for, you know what I'm saying? They had the best expertise or, hey, you know, they came out and shot a video for us that went viral. You know, they guided us through how to create content that helped us book 10 times more clients. Or, you know, if you look at the one that I did with Massage Envy, she says, hey, we, we our stuff was last minute. We needed a team that could come in, that can look at our itinerary and build something around what we had that worked. So my my testimonials are all targeted for a reason, and they overcome objections that people may have who may want to do business with us. None of them talk about direct price or being cheap. No one say he gave us the good price. No, I don't want I, I don't want those testimonials um, because I'm not here to be the cheap guy. I'm here to offer something at a high level. And companies that are they're ready to get it right will contact us to do business. And back when I used to 
do more events and music stuff and i there was someone that approached me for doing adult films and i and, and i declined that yeah for sure wow it was a guy everybody's though. looking at you like you're crazy for no, the, no, it's okay. for the wait, wait. we didn't hear the wait, end he said it was a guy though <laughs> I remember that uh, he asked the question as far as like like turning down certain projects that don't fit within like what you would feel like your brand would be doing. Yeah, but that's one example that it, that came up. That was like that was that was earlier this year actually. I've had people I've had people approach me uh, to do that as well, and I, there's times though I've turned it down. I was, you know, <laughs> times there's times there's times it depends on uh, yeah that that. that. That that's that sounds suspect. Man. During, during COVID, <laughs> hey, during COVID, hey, anything's anything is possible. Anything. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, to each his own. Uh, I I know guys who that's all they do, and they don't, you know, what I'm saying they don't care about lighting. They just like yo, it pays. I know, I know, yeah. content creators and, and, and no BS. I know content creators that make three hundred plus thousand a year filming adult films. Now that I, not now that you've heard that, it don't sound that bad. You know what I'm saying. And they're in all of their and they're, and they're like they don't have they're not shooting with reds alexis none of that crap they got like a t2i iPhone yeah an iphone 6 buy a pool um you know buy a pool full of women all day and that's that's their life uh and they make three hundred thousand two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year and they show up with like one like and like in like a stock 15 18 to 55 lens and they just go for it like i mean but you know i'm not knocking it um i just it's just not for me um you know Mm -hmm. not not all the time (laughs) all right (laughs) if you see a flash film flash film adult flash adult (laughs) film.com Hey, don't don't you know? Flash film X X X. Yeah, all that'd be dope. Yeah. <laughs> Trip, wow. Yeah. So I do have a no moment, but I think I already told about it last week. <laughs> um, about the one that I met on Tinder, so I had to say no after that. But uh, with that, it, it gave me an understanding of where my borderline is to say no. You got it. You got it. You gonna get tested in this industry, bro. You're going to get tested in this industry. They're going to be like, I've had some people ask me to film some stuff. Listen, I've, I've been, I had a phone call and it was a guy like, yeah, me and the, me and the boys down and we're going to, we got a meeting down here in our horses. We need you to come down here, film this whole stuff, hanging out the back of our four by four. And I was like, wait a minute. Uh, where are you at again? I'm, I'm in, and I'm in Texas. What, what color y'all going to be? We're going to be wearing all white now. We're going to be wearing all white, and we're going to, I just got the brand new, and then the super dragon is going to get, he's going to get his rank, and I'm like, wait a minute. Are you serious? I was like, can I cover my face? Because I don't think y'all want me to, you know what I'm saying? you like Dave Chappelle. And that boy like these, like, <laughs> and action. Like, <laughs> hey, man, like, so I was like, nah, I'm going to pass on that. We got a bunch of pickup trucks, and we going we got some some wood and some gasoline, and we are. I was like, mm. I kind of just full, buddy. Sorry, I'm gonna pass on that, buddy. I'm gonna pass on that. We out here making America great. I was like, all right, now 
Let y'all do y'all thing, but uh, I just you know, I just the, the filming conditions don't sit, seem right. But I ain't gonna miss that money. I do got somebody on the staff I can send out. We gonna you know, as long as that check clear, he looked more of the type that'll fit in, and we gonna send him. So it is what it is, man. You know, adapt and overcome. Adapt and overcome. Flex execution. You know. <laughs> oh, I bet you did flex <laughs> <laughs> It was a nice check. It was a real nice check. Wow. You know. So wow! Somebody said, yeah, <laughs> "Point Glass had different type of boys in the hood film." You're right. Content is king. You know, I mean, hey, but you're gonna get you're gonna get people call you up for stuff, and you have to you have to draw the line. That's something you got to think about that you haven't thought about because you're gonna get one of them calls when it's slow and Christmas is coming, and you're like, ah, we, you know, you like. You know what I'm saying? Like you could be whatever side you own politically, you're gonna get the other side call. You know, we need right. you to come on down. And you gotta think of it like this. So like for me as a as a as a former combat photographer, um, there was times where um like Trump was in the city and because I was a combat photographer, regardless of what side I'm on, they were like, Look, you got experience, you know, we can't really find photographers that we can trust. Um, that has like a secret clearance or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we would love to, you know, have you out to the event to cover it. And, you know, if you're a super political person, you're like, heck no. But if you are a photographer and, you know, you don't, you don't care, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, the check going to be nice. If you get a government check, you're going to pay off a car, right? You're going to pay off a vehicle. Um, and sometimes you got to say, you know, in the military, we're taught to respect the position. Before we get political, you know what I'm saying? It's rank. Right. Um, right. So, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, it, it just depends. You may be like, nah, I'm good. You know, uh, Michael, it's, it's on you. you. Raise your hand. So it's you. You get full screen. You know, well, no. <laughs> no, full, need no need full screen. Oh, but yeah, it's basically respect the rank, not the person. Correct. Yep. That's all. Exactly. Exactly. Even though they don't might not respect the rank themselves with office still. Facts. I cannot confirm or deny these <laughs> allegations. <laughs> Cue music. <laughs> hey, real real quick, uh, before I forget, the whole testimony thing and what well, what was the comment I had made? Oh gosh. You were talking about um social proof. Yeah. So if you if you're in the situation of uh, of doing the testimonial and you're not able to go to the client's location or to that person or business's location, um, how do you feel about them sending you testimonial and posting testimonial on the site even though you're Okay, uh, I'm, maybe I'm having audio issues from Nah, he, he broke up. Yeah, I, I, yes, so, I, so I'm assuming you said, um, "How do you feel about the client filming the testimony was that mean? themselves and then posting it?" Right. Well, no, no. So they film. So you you can't make it there either because of distance, COVID, or whatever the case is. They basically record the testimonial, and then they send you the link to it or send you the file. How do you feel about even though it may like phone call? with a background you know a green screen background or something how as long as the content 
something like, hey, look, something equivalent to what you have on your page as far as what the, the customer actually said. How do you feel about posting it, even though the quality itself might not be that great? Um, so, so I'm, I'm gonna let you go on. But real quick, um, so for me, um, I don't mind if they shoot it in their cell phone, but they're gonna send it to me so that I can edit it before it goes up because I like to have a certain look and feel, um, with all of my testimonials, regardless of how it was shot. They're, my music is the same. Um, my lower thirds is the same. My intro is the same, and I usually end with a call to action. That is a visual cue. Um, so they won't at any time get to just post anything. Um, because I usually want to right. chop it up and keep it like 60 seconds, but cell phone footage doesn't backfire. It doesn't hurt. Um, in fact, in okay. some cases it makes it more official. Um, so, so, you know, but I, I think you had a question, uh, Jamal, you had a question. Uh, more of so. a statement is, okay. it's kind of like, if you really think about it, you know, doing that testimonial, I don't know if you remember, uh, uh, John's barbecue foot massage. It, it was the most horrible looking video ever, but it was very catchy mm-hmm. in that with, but with that, he was able to get a lot of content, a lot of customers from that. Cause they was like, what is this? If y'all don't remember, it's kind of a song. Just barbecue foot massage. Who was that at man? In the South somewhere? No, <laughs> it's actually in Chicago. It's in Chicago. What? Yes. They do yes. barbecue and foot massage. Look up John's barbecue, uh, foot, John's barbecue and foot massage, and see the commercial for it right now. But um, just just real quick, if you have a business idea, if you're looking at what you got in front of you right now and you think it ain't gonna make it, go look at John's barbecue and foot massage, <laughs> and and, and I'll be damned if your idea ain't. ain't you got to just put some effort behind it. I hope it ain't the same people cooking a barbecue that's touching your feet. Bruh, I'm not. I'm not even sure. They need to change but, their clothes. And he's got chickens out there, and a guy in a purple dinosaur outfit. Yeah. Oh, I'm posting this. The, the commercial is pretty bad. Think think no. of it like this, and and I'm gonna use my I'm gonna use a situation that we all can relate to, um, you know, just right here and now. If if I had a polished shot. Um, of somebody saying, oh, I took Ty's course and it was great. We loved it and it was awesome. Or if I put if I put Michael full screen and he told you, man, I took the the course, it was dope, I loved it, you would believe him more than you would with a super polished video shot, right? Because it's realer, you know what I mean? And it's not a super crazy studio lit, extra perfect, you know what I'm saying? Video where it's a, it's more of a commercial. You want testimonials to be as real as possible. You want them to be the ultimate reality TV. Um, so it, it's something to definitely think about. Uh, GMO uh, Productions. Want to answer this question real quick? Says, what are your thoughts on family holiday portraits as a niche? Okay. Um, I typically I typically stay away from family portraits altogether because it is the most saturated part of photography. However, there is a way to be successful at that. And that's if you provide something very different within the family portrait section. So if you do funny pictures or situational pictures or you do something where 
it's just crazy. You, I've seen some great pictures where they throw balls at dogs and they all look like they're smiling and ready to bite it. It's just different. You got to have a completely different take on family portraits. Doing a shallow depth of field or a bunch of people grouped together in white shirts and jeans, barefoot in the grass is no longer going to cut it. Um, and as you can see, I mean, just look around you, right? In the 1980s, everybody and their mama had JCPenney style pictures. Like it was a thing. It was, even if you wasn't married, there were couples that was in relationships that still went out and took pictures. It's just not a thing no more. It's just not a thing no more. So unless you offer something very unique, um, and I've seen stuff like I've seen guys do kid portraits where they dress up as like superheroes and they Photoshop the background and they look like they're flying, like something like that. Then family portraits will work. If you're doing traditional pose shots in somebody's living room in front of a Christmas tree, it is possible, but it's going to be possible at the bare minimum because there's nothing, there's no value to offer in something that everybody's doing. So, I would not, it, it wouldn't be the first choice for me um, if I want to do less jobs and make more money because you're competing with a lot of people who only, who because it's so saturated and 99.9% .9 of them aren't in the, isn't, they aren't in the idea of business. They aren't in, in business for business. They're just trying to lowball the price to make some extra change. So, uh, I just, I personally would, wouldn't go in that direction. Yeah. I, I don't care what you do different. If you do, you know, y'all, y'all throw confetti in the air and y'all smile and take a picture. If you do something crazy like that, anything different, you will see just something um, away from the average boring, typical shallow depth of field photography. Your audio just kind of dropped that tie. Mine? Sure what Let me make, sure we, make sure we in this thing right here. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Make sure we, uh, we out here. It sounded like you were dropping some heels, but we missed you. Oh, oh, they got the commercial. Oh, that's bad. Let me let me, <laughs> let me go to the full screen with that. Oh, um, that's his face? The chicken don't even look good. It don't even look well lit. This guy's sick. But it works. I seen that. I thought it was a joke. Thing, you put your mind to it. Ain't that the truth? Yeah, so, he made a lot of money from that. A lot. Quick, quick change of subject. I don't mean to, um, but gold members, I give y'all heads up. I got a video coming. Remember, I don't know if y'all ever seen the video where I explain why I sold the FS5. I don't know if y'all ever seen that video. I talk about why I sold. It's like it got like it's like one of my highest videos. It got like eighty thousand views. Why I sold my FS5 to go buy a Black Magic Pocket Cinema camera. I'll just say part two of that video is coming. 
Cause we sweet. We, okay. we about to move some other stuff to. Remember, I told you I don't. I don't be loving these bodies, man. They gotta go. The glass. That's I don't love that. That's all about the glass. I'd be like, Eat look at that. I'd be like, look at that glass. All that glass. On. I'd be. You know what I'm saying? I don't be. I don't be in love with the bodies, man. The, the bodies, they go quick. So, you know what I'm saying? You got to keep True that in mind. Meaning. True meaning of catch a body. That's right. Catch one on Craigslist. True meaning of catch a body. So, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be flipping everything. Oh, my goodness. But let me get back to the subject because I got about another... I got another text, so I got about another 20 minutes. I told people I'm on the way, and I'm like, I ain't on the way. They ain't gold members, so they won't know. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, some you got to make sure you draw the line. Make sure you got some type of conscious um, when it comes to your brand and your business, and you, you got that set in stone. It's about building your culture or your brand right now, because when you bring on people, freelancers or whoever you hire, you outsource, you want to make sure they understand that culture so that they can represent it well. Um, I've I've been in situations where I was like, uh, do I want to do this? Do I not want to do this? And there are some times where I'm like, nah, I'm good, bro. I ain't hurting that bad. So something to think about. it. Um, OK, I think somebody posted something. GMO. Group selfie shots took over the world. Yeah, cell phone cameras have eliminated. And and listen, I say this all the time. I say this all the time. I mean, I people look at me like I'm crazy, but I promise you, the iPhone is going to eliminate even more photography jobs. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. Um, yeah, I buy a lot of EF mount glass because I can adapt it to everything. That's just me. I do have some Sony glass. I have some Micro Four Thirds glass. I like EF, but, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta see what's coming when it comes to technology and you gotta be able to shift with that technology. And that shift is going to happen with your ability to solve a problem and tell a story. If you focus on that, as much as you focus on shooting great content or great videos, you will be a beast frozen. It's on you, bro. When you sit down to talk with a client, you have not work with before how do you typically start the conversation okay so you typically start the conversation um based on why you were brought there so let's say i had a client that says you know we need a training video all right they just say we're looking for a company to do training videos perfect now i'm gonna tell you what the average company is gonna say Do, do you guys have a script you know what do you what do you want to shoot that's not how i go in it I go in it trying to understand why you need a training video. Hey, what made you guys decide that right now is the time to pull the trigger on a training video? Um, You know, that's important, right? The reason why that's important is because that's going to reveal their pain point. They think a training video will solve their problem. Multiple training videos may be, or a live session is what they may need, but I need to understand the why behind why I was called. Because a lot of times, this is what you're going to unveil, right? You're, when you open that onion up one layer at a time, you're going to realize that the po- that the problem is usually way more severe than they've let on. Just like when you go to the doctor, like it has to hurt to a certain point where you're like, all right, doc, look, I'm here, man. Like I'm hurting. 
you know, so my, my job is to find out how deep is that pain point. And often I'll give you an example. I've worked with, I was a janitorial company I'm trying to think of the name of the company. It was, I forgot the name of the company, but they had a contract with, um, they had contracts with, with the two major airports in this area and they needed training videos because two reasons. One, they were, they were turning over a lot of people because people were going through orientation and training. And then they were getting there like, yo, this ain't what y'all said. This is a whole lot more work than what y'all was talking about. Um, so we wanted to make sure that one, we had an orientation when we had an, a video and it's funny because they just contacted us about a training video. And, and from learning that, I wanted to make sure that the employment video, the video that they advertised on their um, employee website, show actual footage of what the job was going to be, right? It showed actual images of the job detail. And it was crazy because um, like one of the jobs, they had to clean like the runway, right? They had to clean the literally the runway that the planes land on. Like one of the jobs had to drive an RV around and clean the runway. Um, and every, and everything like on the, the landing strip in the landing area. So not just inside the airport, but they were doing things on the ramp and taking out trash and driving trash trucks around. And, um, I wanted to make sure that their video showed that because people just thinking I'm going to be sweeping, you know, behind some seats at an airport and there's way more to it. So that was one thing I, I, I ended up having, um, or ended up creating for them because they just they didn't have that in mind all they had was just training videos the second thing i had was orientation video a video to be shown at an orientation to kind of talk about what what's what's to come you know what the company um standards are what the company believe in and they their culture was going above and beyond so like on their orientation video we did we shot a lot of stuff where a guy was um, getting up to get his bag and he left his cell phone on, on the seat and a, and, and a guy was sweeping and he got the cell phone and kind of chased him down like, hey, bro, you left your phone. Really showing them go above and beyond in that position. Like it was about integrity. So that was the part of their culture that they wanted to establish in the beginning, in the orientation. Then we shot training videos. Now, because their staff is bilingual, they have people that speak Spanish, people that speak English, you know, they had an instructor that they were paying or they were setting up to pay to fly in to um, fly in to teach the course. And we scratched that and went with more of a voiceover and B-roll style course so that we can shoot it once and then have it in multiple languages. So instead of having a guy talk like, yo, blah, blah, blah. And then we got to overdub him like a like a karate movie. We ended up having we ended up just showing B-roll of someone maybe showing the device that they're using or the vacuum cleaner and they're using a vacuum cleaner. And then we got bullet points and then we're playing audio. And I was able to take that one video and make an English, a Spanish. And I think we did another version. I forgot what language, but we ended up doing three different language videos out of this one video that were uniform across the board. Now, mind you, this client hired me just to shoot a training video. They hired me to they hired me to film one guy who was going to come into town, bring a slideshow, a PowerPoint presentation and talk us to death. That training video was going to be about 30 minutes. We ended up shooting four 15 minute training videos that were in three different languages, a orientation that's in three different languages 
and a employment video that's in three different languages. So I took that one video idea that was probably like $2,500 and I spread it where it was probably ended up playing probably close to like 20,000. Um, if not a little bit more like 20, I think it's like 24, five, something like that once we finished, but it solved their problems and they were even hesitant to take it to their boss. And when they took it to their boss, their boss was like, hell yeah, that's a great idea. Let's go. What, what are y'all waiting on? Like y'all was scared to, you know, like y'all took y'all this long to bring me this. This is excellent. You know, but I learned that by understanding what their pain point was and not just going with the fact that they needed a training video. Okay, let's shoot it. Let's go. So with that, I not only created a customer for life, I took my, my billing price up 10 X. Um, and guess what? Six months later, they wanted to make changes to it. So we shot some stuff and added stuff to it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like over time, little things change. Um, and we created content for the small changes. They end up getting a contract that was, um, in a stadium, so we end up creating a whole new set. Like we want to take this format and do it for this. You know, we got the airport format. We want to do the same thing for the contract. We just got, I think it was like Ranger stadium or something. So we redid everything, three employment videos or one video, three voiceovers, um, orientation videos, one video, three voiceovers. And then we did two training videos, but they all had three different voiceovers. So each one we were able to, I was able to get that client who would have just had that one video that wouldn't have did much. They would have forgot about us. It would have failed miserably. The person who hired me who don't want to get that smoke from his boss would have probably blamed it on us, not to our face, but like, oh, maybe we'll go to a different company. We'll have better results. And they would have went somewhere else. But instead, we end up getting a client for life that probably gets videos from us twice a year. And they spend in twenty thousand, fifteen thousand, ten thousand dollars twice a year with us, minimum. So simply by taking a different approach and really asking, you know, more questions about why they think they need it. And I, I don't never tell the client, why do you think you need a video? Because they'll be like, you know what, we probably don't peace. But but what is the cause of um, you know, the video? And from that you build it out. Now what makes things great is if you have the data to support your opinion, right? You got testimonials and case studies and you got previous clients or beta clients to support why you feel we need to go in this direction, right? Because a client going to say, man, this is, this is a whole lot more than we thought money wise. Like, yeah, I can go back. Cause in their mind, it's not their money. They're like, I can go back to the boss and fight for this, but I don't understand why I should. But if you got case studies and you got previous clients that um, can kind of break things down or provide, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not substance, but provide proof that what you're saying is true. They'll go back and do it in a heartbeat, especially if you got like if one of the testimonials is from anybody that's even close to being one of their competitors. It is oh, it's a no brainer. It is a no brainer. You can go to Coca-Cola with an idea and have and show a video of how it has helped RC Cola go up 2% and Coca-Cola will double down on it. Like you did that for them. Oh yeah. We, we're going to, we're going to double that. We can't have anything like that will make the competitors blood boil. And they will be like, if you've helped increase them, we definitely want it. Um, because they kind of feel like you're going to have some inside track to that company, which I don't, you know, snitches get stitches, but, um, 
You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's just a selling point that'll that'll ignite their their competitive. You know what I'm saying? Their competitive idea. Frozen is on you, bro. Now, <clears throat> say you don't have any case studies or testimonials. How would you then say you're trying to sell your services to a client, but they you don't have anything to show for it? How would you then start the conversation? You're gonna have to be a slick talker, bro. Mm. <laughs> I mean, this is why this is why I preach uh beta clients, right? This is why I say you gotta get that beta. That beta client is gonna take your pockets to the next level. And, and and that's just why I that's why I tell you it's not just about the video clips you get. If you just getting video from a client that you beta testing and you creating a product for, you've done yourself a disservice. You gotta get the whole package from that client. You gotta get the footage. You gotta help them. You gotta have them explain to you what their daily problems are, so that you can create a product that works. You gotta get a testimonial from them. You may get multiple little testimonials. I didn't got twenty minutes worth of testimonials from a client, and I'll use sixty seconds for this, sixty seconds for that. I'll use sixty seconds of what they say in the cover, the headshot portion of my website, and then sixty seconds of what they say in the cover, the video portion. You know what I'm saying? Or, or anything. They said something about drones. We'll use 20 seconds of this in our drone. That's why you gotta, you have to build it um, with that beta client because it makes it a whole lot easier. And when you simplify it and go niche, so not only do you got three beta clients that's, that's giving you testimonials and information to help you hit this one niche out of the park, by the time you walk in there with a client, you have a ton of ammunition compared to the average videographer that's doing everything with everybody and don't have proof of nothing direct other than his ability to capture and great image. That is how you take over the game. Like that is y'all say, y'all say dropping gems. That is the gym that will take your business over the top that a lot of people just don't think of. Like they don't put that, put that together and, and it's just a cheat code. Like it is a straight up, Cheat code. Having beta testers is a straight up cheat code. Back in the day, we used to have a game genie. I don't even know if y'all remember the game genie, but it is the game genie of, you know, content creation. You know what I'm saying? Where it can just, you know, it's up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA select, start. Back in the day, if you know what I'm talking about, that's what it is for your business. And a lot of people just skip that. And they go straight to give me the bag. I'm trying to get the bread. You know, when there's a way to be like, there's a way to really um, secure the bag and go in with all the ammo you need. Nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, go, go ahead, create it. Um, I would, I think just uh, something that I have had from experience as far as like, um, oh, first of all, hope everybody's doing good. Uh, what it what it do what it do <laughs> and um okay so just from experiences and 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 hopefully this will help you also frozen um as far as like uh, how to like um get get these people to say yes to us um back back in the day i used to work for dish network as a as a as a customer rep customer service rep and one of the things that they taught us like for retention I, I ended up going to to a lead position in the retention as uh, uh, department, right? So I was the lead uh, retention agent. So people would call in to cancel, and then my job was basically to get them to stay. And one of the things that I learned from those customer service uh, represent, uh, jobs, it was that 
It's it's called the the law of average, mm -hmm. and it's you will get so many no's. But if you build the process, or if you go and you go into not a process, but eventually you get you will get that yes. So if we apply that to like our industry or or in in where we are at to get those beta clients, we we literally have to go out there and just start getting them no's until we build or we start seeing what where we are messing up in our pitches like what are we saying wrong and then we look back we look back and we listen to ourselves be like okay this is where i probably messed up or i shouldn't have said this to this to this client and then we can start like just basically building up building up and you will you will eventually start building up some sort of uh, some sort of a uh, uh, pitch to them just by you just by us going there like i'm and, and I mean, this is just from from experience. I kind of have a little bit of a pitch for me what to say, um, and and I got I got in some no's, and from from that I got in some yes, um, and and but I still need I know I still need to to build it to and perfect it, especially now that you know now actually today I got my business cards. I'm waiting for my Queensboro shirts, but um. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna get back out there, and I don't know if maybe Ty can can uh, get me with this. It's like uh, maybe guide me with whether that is right or wrong, or anybody in the chat uh, in the chat to see maybe I'm saying something right, something wrong. I don't know what do you guys think. Oh, you you definitely saying something right, bro. You definitely saying something right. I, I tell people all the time. We used to have a saying called "Go for the no," right? Where you disqualify people and you practice your yep. pitch. Go for the no, because a lot of people are gonna waste your time. I got a video coming next week talk about how to tell if more more ways to tell if they're not buying. Go for the no, um, and practice your pitch, and you know you'll understand it's a game of numbers. Listen, and, and we're gonna go dating analogy on it, because naturally guys understand it's a game of numbers. You're gonna go to the club like, what up, what up? Hey, let me holler. Okay, screw you. Let me about your, your girl. Hey, you looking like okay? Yeah, okay. Screw you. Hey, you. you we do that all day. It's life for us. Right. We we are men are just we we understand that rejection is a part of life until we get to sales. And then we want to be like, oh, I don't know, man. Maybe. Nah, I'm I'm going I'm to holler at you. You you looking funny. OK, screw you. Your girl over here. I'm going to holler at her. Hey, what's up? You got a man. OK, what about I'm going to go through a whole table, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm that guy, bro. I used to be that guy. I'm going to get everybody number in the car. I'm going to call all y'all. It's on y'all to see who who make it and who don't. I'm just that guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, so it's a game of numbers, bro. And business is the same way. Business is the same way. It's a game of numbers. So, you know, you may, you, you may, you just gotta, you're going to get good to the point where it's just like game, your game going to get better, right? You're going to know what to say and what not to say. A beta tester is just, is literally a big sister. That's like, don't go say this to these girls. That's going to make you look bad. Say this. That's all a beta tester is, right? You just really okay, yeah. Don't 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 do that. Don't wear them shoes. Them shoes are terrible. Like, don't wear. You put too much cologne. Is that jupe? Don't ever wear jupe again. Don't do it. Go get you some. Go get you some better cologne. Y'all remember jupe? Go get you some better cologne. Don't wear that cologne. But you know, get some other car noir. You know, let's get you some better. Cool water. Yeah, get you some cool water. Don't be wearing that axe spray. You wearing too much axe. Don't do that. You go in there, like you got a big sister, they're gonna tell you a beta tester is going to do the same thing. A beta tester is going to set you up for success. 
Because a beta tester, like just like your big sister telling you, man, when I was in the sixth grade, like you is, I really was looking for this and looking for that, and this is what I like to do. You're like, bet. Okay, big sis, I'm going to go do it. You know what I'm saying? So that's what a beta tester does for your business. And you, you need somebody to look at you and give you that advice sometimes because you, you, you have an idea of how the world works, and it can be different from what another person or a business owner, their view is when it comes to the same product. You know what I'm saying? It comes to the same product. We all buy the same product, but for different reasons. You may buy a potato for salad. I may buy a potato for chips or for fries. That's just how it works. It's on you, Creative. I actually, like, I've been thinking about this, like, all week. And uh, it's something that happened earlier. I think it was, yeah, Sunday Sunday night. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to have to... Uh, say this to 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 the goal members group, and and it, and it dawned on me how much presentation means a lot because let's say uh, for the past three, two two three weeks my cousin he lost his job you know and he has bills just like everybody else he's under pressure and I'm like telling him hey what have you been doing to get a job bro like he said um, well I'm just kind of just going over friends and family. Uh, you know, to see, you know, my homies, if they got like a, an opening at their job and stuff like that. And I'm like, bro, but like, you know, when you go to Craigslist, there's all kinds of things that right there. We, do you have, do you have your resume on, on point? And he said, no. And said, okay, well, we have to, we have to do your resume. So we literally sit down Sunday. I helped them build the resume. We made like, uh, 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 I was like, what is your email? He said it's g34street at gmail.com. And I'm like, bro, like that's your game banging. Like, <laughs> that's your game banging block, bro. Like, ain't nobody gonna email you back with that. So we're like, we're gonna make one with your with your with your name and at least just the Gmail, but it's gonna say your name. So try to get as close as your name and then work 2020. Mm -hmm. Basically, we we I, we structure this new persona for him to get a new job. He literally got a job within yesterday, within three days. I told him what to do and 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 what to do, how to do it. Just reply, copy paste to everybody on on all the companies on Craigslist. And when I was explaining to him, it literally hit me as far as how we supposed to be presentable to either beta testers or all of these clients, I was like, we need to have our website. We need to have our 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 resume is basically our 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 our, our demo reel. We need to have our our our, our what's it called? Our business cards. Everything needs to be set in point, and it done so much on me. And when I saw the results of my cousin getting a job within two days, him waste not wasting, but like him struggling to get a job. In those three days, and me having this knowledge of, as far as like how I obtain work before, like or when I would lose a job or whatever, set him up, did all those steps, follow it, and him getting a job within three days, with a job that pays twenty five dollars an hour, I was like Jesus, and then he just thought of me. So it's like, yes, everything that tie and thank you, and I'm so grateful. Everything that you're telling us is a structure that is in place in in uh, corporate and professionalism that 
if it wasn't for you to like to open up our eyes or to tell us all this, it's 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 I'm I'm so grateful for it. And I'm pretty sure that if we follow those steps, it will work out. It will work. One hundred percent facts, bro. One hundred percent facts. That is that is that is it right there. Like I don't I got goosebumps just listening to it. That is that is absolutely it. As you build it, as you work on that that presence, as you work on the way your brand look, that the pay will go up, the response rates will go up, everything, your whole life will change based on you changing just your opinion uh, appearance and how you approach people. That's why I preach brand over person. Don't go to somebody and be Johnny Johnny the photographer. Be you know, creative creations or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's all of that is is completely in line with with Look the whole that. idea. So that is that is correct. Got the business Look cards. I see the I see the red in the middle. Yeah. Look at that box. That boy looked good. That's what I'm talking about. That's what yeah. I like to see, man. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I like to see. You got the case for it? Let me see one pole. Oh, yeah, okay. You went with the vertical. The well, vertical. The look, just going vertical. I like the case right there. Just going vertical just like that or just change people. When they got to flip it and they're like, wait a minute. That's what I'm talking about. That car looks good. Nice. Where you get it from? You get, uh, this is, I got it from, uh, from GotPrints.com. Yeah, GotPrints. GotPrints is a good one. Cheap prints. GotPrints. They, they both this is very inexpensive. How about Boo? 38, 38 stack, 38 point. Yep. Moo is and really it was, expensive. Um, it was, it, it was 65 bucks for a thousand. Yeah. Moo is really expensive. I, I keep nice. a case with you know it's just it's but, just all uh, about preaching those it's it's a bunch of little things that will but I, I designed change. this one I, I this whole thing this is not a template this is this I designed the logo myself the background nice. yeah. I designed it myself this is not a template I used to uh when you said it about the email I used to work at career builder some years ago and you would be surprised at how many people would call in applying for a job and it was just the weirdest emails backbreaker 2050 and <laughs> sally slippery when wet at gmail you're like oh, oh are you yeah. serious yeah it's lucy oh, luscious lips number one d rider at gmail.com you'd be like are stop, you serious stop, stop. i'm serious i was a lot you'd be like dog and i used to be i used to be a dick i used to be like um can you re can you say that again see spell it uh what's that email address uh number one d rider at gmail you said number one d rider r-y-d-e-r or r-y-d-e-r thank you okay <laughs> and I would be you're like, wrong. I would do you're that because so the emails would be terrible, terrible. Ten inch time, uh, and you like, what? <laughs> this lady, this lady came in one time. Her name was Sandpaper Susie, and I was like, ma'am, I don't even want to know how you got that name. I hope you're in the home improvement. But we're gonna skip to why you called. We're gonna go straight to it. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would mess with people all the time because and what's funny is I I was cool with a guy that was a moderator. And he, he would listen okay. and record, and I would I had like a little term I would say, 
and that means give me this recording. Like I would be like, okay, if if I say like thank you, thank you, thank you. Like if I say it three times, he know to pull it and right. then email it to me. He would always do. It. I'd be like, okay, well, sandpaper Susie. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, and we would go with the call. And he would he would pull it. I got a few of them nice. saved. I'll have to share them. I had one lady call about being a cat food cook, and I was like, ma'am, are you cooking cats or cooking food for the cats? I need to know. She was like, I can't find it. It was crazy, but I'll share that with you. Remind me, I'll share that with you later. But with that being said, I got to get ready to wrap. I even went 30 minutes over, but I wanted to make sure. Let me make sure I get GMO because he haven't. He, he he just jumped on late and didn't have a chance to really jump yeah, yeah. on. So I wanted to make sure if you had a, a question real quick before we wrapped, anybody had any quick questions to give you a chance to jump on? Uh, Can you hear me? I hear you. Okay. So, um... So I'm in the middle of pretty much remodeling my brand. And, um, you know, I used to, I started as a freelancer pretty much. And I just, you know, started to get into more uh, commercial photography, right? So I'm trying to find a niche, but every time, it feels like every time that, you know, that I'm trying to find a niche that I want to focus on, I get inquires from different niches. So then it's it's harder for me to give it a you know a price that that brings value because i don't have anything to to give to them you right. know does that make any sense that makes sense that makes sense um so yeah that make a lot of sense i'm sorry go ahead i'm sorry go ahead. no so yeah i have this guy he's one of my you know my best friends he's a personal trainer so i always you know create content for him and that's how you know i got into the idea of starting to create content for more of like businesses you know just because it's 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 what pays, you know, you know, personal photography doesn't really pay just because people want everything for free. So, um, you know, he has a, a decent, uh, you know, a decent network that people, you know, go to him and, you know, train and, you know, they always see us taking pictures and stuff. And every time that, you know, every time we finish taking pictures, you know, one of them either comes to me and, and, and asks me like, Hey, you know, what can you do for us? You know, like you have packages and, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to say yes, but, you know, once I get home, it's like, you know, I would want to price it at the price that I want to because, you know, I I know my work and I know, you know how much my work is worth. But, you know, I've been watching your videos and, you know, I hear you say all the time that, you know, value is more important than quality. Yep. So, you know, I'm kind of just stuck in that situation to where, you know, I want to be able to price it at my price, but I don't know how to provide value to them. And I don't want to use them as a beta tester because, you know, I want to be able to get paid for the job. So, you know, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a weird It's like a catch twenty two. Yeah. Um. This this is the thing, right? One thing you have to realize is this: um, great content to the wrong niche is almost worthless, right? Truck yeah. tires to a to a to a Camaro is is of no value. Or not as not as great as it should be, value wise. Um, if you really want to focus on that niche, I mean, listen. First of all, that going in that direction could be an opportunity that is there. Like it could be something that you may not have been interested in, and bam, it land on your lap. And if you decide to go in that direction, you may have, you know, a variety or or a long list of people that are waiting because of that networking opportunity. So that could be an option for a niche to go in, or you can create a separate brand to take advantage of that. 
But if that's not what you want to do, at some point you're going to have to say, nah, I'm just, hey, you know, we just don't provide that. Let me point you in the direction of somebody that does. Like my family come to me for family portraits all day and night and they're willing to spend money, but it's not what I do. Let me refer you to a photographer that does it. And you got to just, you know what I'm saying? You got to just let it go. Because when you start getting bread in your niche, when you start getting them big ticket items, you're going to be skipping over all that little stuff that called you just because you were available. And it takes you tasting a few of them big ticket items to be like, all right, I'm I'm not doing that. That's not what I do. You, my 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 bad, Michael. Go for it. But then you, this is what I, I what he what GMO uh, GMO said. It's exactly what I'm going through right now. I don't want to do beta testing. I have some beta testers, but now I've been getting a lot of inquiries mm-hmm. that are not my niche. But I I want I the problem I'm having is they will prov- I will provide them content. But it's not in my niche. Then I wouldn't beta test them. I wouldn't okay. beta. I wouldn't beta. They, they they offer no value to you. They, you know, what I'm saying that's like somebody who is saying, "Hey man, we can we want to uh, we want you to try these these off road tires. I got a Corvette. If you give it to me, it's not helping me. Like you know, what I'm saying. So you have to be careful of that because there are a lot of people that want free content. And they will, yeah, they want to be a beta tester, but you, they can't provide you with what you need back to grow your brand. My bad, Jim. Go, Jim, I'll go for it. Um, so, you know, um, okay, so I'm not saying it's not within my niche because what I want to focus on is pretty much just providing content, you know, promotional content for brands, you know, for smaller business, you know, startups, you know, I want to, I want to be able to elevate their social presence you know that's that's what i want to focus on and i want to be able to do it through you know digital content but i, but, I, I know, would encourage you to go one layer deeper so so okay. pro- provide that for one specific audience provide that for doctor offices provide that for gyms and workout don't do it for everybody because it's hard to be an expert at that because what it takes to start up a restaurant is completely different than what it takes to start up a dog groomer. It's hard to go in there as the expert um, if you haven't worked in that industry or specifically in that industry. I'm not yeah. saying you got to say no to the other guys, but Olive Garden sell a whole lot of cheeseburgers and chicken tenders, but they, they <laughs> cater to Italian people who want Italian food. Yeah, They're not going to turn you down if you want chicken tenders. I know some people that think that Olive Garden chicken tenders are the best. I I don't feel that way. I go there for the for the pasta. Yeah, but, that's my but, favorite restaurant. That's what I'm saying. But build build it for Italian lovers and those who eat Italian, and you can still sell your cheeseburgers. You know what I'm saying? They probably do a couple hundred thousand a year, probably millions in cheeseburgers. But it's built for Italian restaurants for people who love Italian. I'm gonna say Italian restaurants for people who love Italian. Um, so that's that's that you know you got to look at it. You make sure you go two layers deep. Startup videos is great, but then go into an industry because it's important to be able to go in and talk that lingo with doctors or whatever industry you go in. If it's you doing dog grooming, you got to know the difference between a Dalmatian and Great Dane. You got to be able to talk to them so that they can know you are an expert in that industry. It's difficult to do in every industry. And that's where you could say the wrong thing. And they're like, this guy don't know what he's talking about. And you have completely fell on your sword. When you got real close to to getting a big payday, because you've you, they just feel like you you've taken your car somewhere and you're like this mechanic don't know what he's talking about. 
I need I need an engine drop. I got five thousand dollars I'm about to spend on it. And you talking about mufflers, bro. Okay. We'll call you. We'll figure you know what I'm saying? You don't want to be in that situation. And and being an expert in an industry will help you avoid that. And you'll be able to you you'll be in that you'll you'll be able to be more successful because you know how the industry runs. You know, you know what I'm saying? If you've been shooting any type of video, you know, what Marvin say, adult videos. You know what works for adult videos that don't work for kids cartoons. It's a completely different industry. They both cre- still create content. They both shoot a lot. It's both video. It's weird to compare the two, but don't judge me. But I'm just saying it's a completely different audience both ways. And if you've been in one industry for a long time, you know what works and what don't. You know what I'm saying? So it helps yeah. to... It helps to have and be an expert in that industry. <laughs> With that, I'm gonna get ready to wrap. Brian came on last. I'm gonna give Brian an opportunity to ask a question real quick because he came on last, and then I I, I gotta run. Hey, appreciate that. Appreciate it. What's up, fellas? Hope everything everybody doing What's good, up? man. Um, yeah. So when it comes to when you follow up with a client after you send a proposal, like. What do you say in that follow-up? Like, and how do you follow up them as far as, like, do you email them? Do you call them? Like, what's your form of communication? And what do you say? Does it have to be in detail or just something like, hey, what's up? Where you been at? You been ghost. Like, <laughs> okay, so so what I usually do is after I get the questionnaire and I talk to the client to set up, as I'm getting the information I need to write the proposal, I'm setting yeah. up a follow-up date and time at the time of when, we, when we're sitting down, we're talking. So I, I, I know that I'm writing up a proposal to you that I'm going to get to you today by eight. And then we're going, I'm going to call you back. We're going to set up a time to talk Tuesday at four. Does that work for you? Yes. Tuesday at four works for you. Cool. And cause that, that applies some pressure on them to look at the proposal, understand it and be ready. I know yeah. if that client ducks that call, they're wasting my time. If they don't say, Hey, I got a meeting. Uh, can we do it Wednesday? Yes. But if they, if they don't, if they're not available. It's an issue because this is a pain point. This is a problem that they have. I am here to put out a fire. If if the, yeah. if it was if I was the fire department, you wouldn't duck me. And I want clients that has major problems. They got burning points. They got pain points. They ready to do this. I don't want people where it's like, oh, maybe, well. And those are things you're going to find out in the initial consultation. How soon do you need this done? Man, we need this video shot. We need it done by the 30th. Cool. So when I set this date to call you back, you should be ready to go. So usually when I, and, and that, you don't want to do a waiting game. You don't want to leave that open because you leave it up to the client who is out there and doing whatever. Even if they shopping other people, you got two days to shop everybody else. After that, you know what I'm saying? You're saying you need it by the 30th. And I try to make it seem like, hey, we need the, an adequate amount of time so that we can do this project right. We don't want to rush it. We need the rest of the month to get it to you by the 30th. So... I set up that call back that date. And at that, when I call them back, I make sure they've had a chance to look over it. My, my first question is usually, do you have any questions about the proposal? Is there, you know, anything we can answer about the proposal? If not, let's move forward. Cause if they haven't signed it and sent it back to you, they have questions. They have objections you need to overcome. And my job is to unbury those objections. What's the problem? What's up? That's why I like proposify because proposify tell me what pages they stayed on when they were looking at that proposal proposal. If I told me they spent 48% of the time on the budget and not in the contracts or not looking at what they were getting. So I know money is an issue so I can be prepared mentally to go on this call and say, okay, 
We about to we got to we got to look at some money things. So what I'm thinking is when it's money is I need to itemize more. I need to break down more of what they're getting so that they can see more value in the cost. And sometimes I, I go in there doing that because it will allow them where if they don't have the money and we're talking about things that are itemized instead of saying no, they can say, you know what? I think we're not going to go with the with the makeup artist. I think we're going to take that off. I think we're going we're going to do without the teleprompter. I think we're going you know, and and it it eliminates the I gonna say it eliminates, but it lowers the chances of them flat out saying no. No, we're not going to do this. Instead of and you want people to say uh, let's remove this, let's take this off, let's and th- because you can find out then like why you don't want to do a teleprompter like that's what I'm thinking like you know that it's a money issue. If it's a money issue, then there's I can suggest other areas to be flexible in. Hey, instead of doing four two minute videos, let's just do three. We can come back later and re edit that last one. You know, the next physical year when new budgets open up or sometimes companies got budgets per month. Hey, let's just move this to next month. We can do this at a later time. So once you learn what the issue is based off one cheat code is what they're looking at on a proposal and two, you being prepared to get on the phone and overcome them objections, objections, um, you'll be able to close that sale. And that just comes with closing sales in general. It's just something you'll get. Um and and another key key reason key thing I want to make sure I push when you live within a niche, you can always pull from that as a reason to overcome that objection. Hey, uh, you know we really don't got the budget. You know, it's a little bit more that we want to spend. Hey, you know what? We worked with another pet grooming place and they felt the same way. However, the return on, on investment that we were able to provide them by shooting four videos instead of three greatly. Uh, you know, they made a ton more money back than what they thought they were or greatly improved their whatever the problem was, whatever the, the issue was. It greatly improved their ability to bring more clients in the store. It greatly improved their ability to get more leads in a way that they were in a way that next time we shot videos, they tripled what they did before. So I can understand where it may seem like it's a little bit more than you guys want to spend. But given the environment of COVID and what's going on right now, we would highly suggest that you do at least this much so that, you know, you can whatever their problem, insert whatever solution to their problem is. You know what I'm saying? Cause, and you want to make it clear. Listen, I, I'm, I'm very upfront about the fact that with my clients, I want to, I want to help you often. I don't want to shoot a video for you and be done. My goal is to make you make enough money off this video where you call me to do 10 more videos. That's my goal. And that's what I'm trying to do with this, this project. I don't care if it's training. I don't care what it is. I make it clear that our goal is to make sure that there is a return on investment so that you can do 10 more. And you're making good money off of it. So if you go into it talking like that, even if you don't say that directly, if you go into it with with the idea of return off investment, they will find a way to pay whatever you're asking. But you you better be able to deliver. And living in that niche, seeing this stuff over and over again, you should be able to buy customer three or four. That's why it's so important to get as narrow as possible in that niche. Because if you're only working with a very specific group of people, you're going to see it over and over again. If you only date a certain type of girl, 
You are you if you date a chick from the hood, she her mind gonna be blown when you get the red lobster and they bring out them cheddar biscuits. She gonna be like, Wow. You like they all fall for this. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a way you get yeah, with, you know that's what I'm saying? Real. You you know if you date you, if you date a certain type of person, you know where you can take them and just mind blown, like, wow. And you sitting here like this ain't nothing, but I know you would fall for this. We good. You know what I'm saying? Right. They you know you, 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 but it's just when you when you work with the same type of person, your ideal target customer is the same. Your success rate will increase because you've been here before. Your experience. When you're working with somebody different every time, you it's very difficult to be successful. It's very difficult to be successful. That's why, like on NBA and baseball, it's hard to beat the same team four times. It's hard because they make adjustments. Every time they make adjustments, you got to make adjustments for their adjustments. And and if you're seeing the same opponent over and over again, you will become successful a whole lot faster than if you're just trying to service everybody. So it's something that I kind of drill and push um, because it is a key component to being successful compared to me just saying, you got to market and go out there and get a better camera and take better pictures. Screw that. Find out who your target audience is and get better at beating them over and over again. So uh, it's something you definitely, definitely want to do. But with that, I'm going to get ready to wrap. Um, We're going to, you know, usually with the, with the gold members, y'all know I go two, three hours on this thing, ain't, you know, anything. But tonight I got to run. I'm actually about, I'm about 45 minutes late, but it's all good. I'm glad, we, um, you know, if you were able oh, to learn man. something from this, if you got a, a jewel out of this somewhere, man, I'm just, I'm glad I was able to help you create it in, 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 uh, in 84. Man, I love this story. It is a great story, and I and and it, those are aha moments. Those are moments where it clicks, and it's important as business owners, as as CEOs and entrepreneurs, we have those moments because it's just about pulling your brain back from being, you know, consumers, and it start to make sense. And when it start to make sense, that's when your pockets start to to make sense. And those cents turn into dollars, and those dollars turn into tens, and them tens turn into twenties. You get what I'm saying? But, yes, sir. Um, you know, the, the goal is to have those moments where you like, OK, I see it now. And it took me some time to get it. I'm not it didn't happen overnight for me. It took me a lot of books, a lot of trial and error, thousands of dollars. You know, it took me getting title loans and credit max and credit cards and all kind of stuff. I'm not going to tell you it was perfect and it was just work for me. It didn't. I had to learn how to conquer that same person. I had to eliminate all of my enemies until I focus on one and then learn how to conquer that one over and over again before I, I understood how the game worked. So um, with that being said, I will see you guys. I got some videos that will pop up probably between now and Tuesday because I'm trying to roll out more. Um, we we were going to probably start doing pre-orders for the master course to get that popping, to get that up. Um, because that's kind of yes. in the final stages and I want to make sure I let gold members know before another quick thing I want to say before we get off, um, keep, make sure you're on the community tab in the, in the, um, YouTube page. Cause the gold member discount code is going to start to change monthly. That way, if you wasn't a gold member in January and you try to, it'd be different. So just keep that in mind. If you try to use it and you're like, oh man, it, it didn't work for me. You ain't kicked out. I still got love for you. Um, it's just you got to make sure you go to the community tab. I can't post it in Facebook because there isn't a way for me to determine who's active gold and who's not on Facebook. Um, even if I started a private group, 
I, I just don't have the time to be comparing screen names to real names and be kicking people out. It's just at this point, I'm just I'm not there yet, bro. Flashroom Academy is not super profitable for me yet. It's enough where I can just take this twenty dollars and put it right back in. Flashroom Media is still paying the bills, so I got to give it a certain amount of time. So with that being said, I want to thank you guys for jumping on, man. You know, I you know. I will I, I will usually sit back and chop it up with y'all, man. But I I gotta run, and I, y'all stay safe. And I will see y'all in the next live. Thanks, we appreciate you, man. Much yeah. love Tell to y'all. Sorry, <laughs> we'll do. I just ordered my business card. Your mask, <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.